grab a glass and tell us a story. It's Bucks and Booze. Okay, welcome to this uh, episode of Bucks and Booze. Tonight we are going to start off with our tasting of Redemption Bourbon. This uh, story is going to have a little bit of redemption to it in the 2007 season. So we'll start off with a little taste for everyone. Thank you, George. You're welcome. Thank you. Once again, tonight we're here together. My brother Jeff Twardzik and my godson Frank Bonacorsi is here. Good correction. <laughs> so we are going to talk about the 2007 season. In a other episode, I shared a story uh, from the same season with my daughter Kate. And tonight we're going to talk about a few days later in that same season. And we'll start off with, uh, it was... It was a very unique year uh, for where we hunt uh, in the Keweenaw Peninsula, in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, in the fact that we had deer running around everywhere. Uh, very unusual circumstance. We had a couple of years in a row of very mild winters for us. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Keweenaw Peninsula, uh, always 300 inches of snow. The record year was 390 inches of snow. So tremendous amount of snow. It's, it's a rough place for deer to exist. Uh, but we had a couple of milder winters. Uh, early spring, which is a huge deal for us, for our deer population. Uh, for the does to be able to drop their fawns in a, in a reasonable environment. Uh, for the deer to recover from the winter. And so the population had grown, and at the same time, my recollection at least is that the predator population had dropped, or in conjunction with that. So we had lots of deer that year, and it was like the perfect storm. The, the rut must have happened just at the right time to coincide with our rifle season. In Michigan, the rifle opener is always November 15th. And that year, it was just, everything was perfect. There were lots of deer, and they were just running around like crazy. And we were seeing lots and lots of small bucks, lots of does, lots of activity all over the place. Uh, so, Jeff, you had a, you had a fun encounter with, uh, <laughs> with the deer. I, yeah, I did. Uh, like you said, 2007 was a fun year with the amount of animals we saw because so often it was you know i saw a deer today that was pretty exciting uh for us where we hunt um it was really fun earlier today you shared um from 2007 um some of the videos that were taken then uh so the story that i'm going to tell there was a piece in there where george caught me unbeknownst to me at the time he was behind me and i was telling the story uh to john Coppola. At the time, you know, so it, it, it jarred my memory 
on, on some of the some of the things that had happened there. So it was really fun to listen to that before I tell this today, you know, and, and what, you know, because you, you start to lose those things, yeah. you know, as time goes on and um, maybe they get embellished with other facts <laughs> as, as they go, you know, but uh, it was really fun to listen to that because it refreshed my memory on a lot of things that happened that day, you know, and, and it was just, uh, it was another instance i think where what you're doing here is so cool was just watching me tell that story to john i mean that's what we're doing right we're telling we're telling these great stories of deer hunting and events that we had and it's and how great that is so and, and i could i could tell when i was telling john in there that i was excited about the moment you know and it was you know it was fun to tell that story so it'll be fun to fun to relive it again today um so like george said it was uh 2007 lots of deer running around um, we do have the opportunity where we hunt. There's not a ton of private land around us, um, so you can track deer. Uh, I remember driving out of the camp, uh, maybe a half a mile, three quarters of a mile from our camp, uh, driving along the road and, and saw where a fresh track had come across the road. Uh, got out, looked at it, you know, it looked nice. Like it was definitely a mature, you know, hopefully buck, uh, but a big deer. And decided to, you know, I'm going to take a chance. You know, it was, it was early in the morning and I was going to go after this deer. Uh, so, but again, like you said, not fresh snow that day. Lots of deer. So what ends up happening so many times, like we know, they just find them their way into a lot of other deer tracks. And you're like, oh my gosh. You would think that you would be able to tell the big one out of all the others, but it's not easy. Uh, so you get lost in the middle of all that, you know. So I find myself getting on this track. Very shortly after I got on the track, maybe 100 or 200 yards into it, it made a really big scrape on the ground. So now I'm super excited. I know I'm after a, you know, a mature buck um, from the size of the track, and then it made this scrape on the ground. But from that moment, where I watched where he was heading west, was into extremely thick balsams and cedar, where to see 10 yards was, was something, you know, and you're just kind of creeping your way through there, hoping that you don't spook them where they're just going to be gone, gone, uh, where you got the rest of the day just chasing tracks and never seeing hair anymore. Uh, so creeping through there, creeping through there, creeping through there. Lots of fresh tracks. Not sure how fresh this one is, not fresh snow. And then I came across a spot where there was a frozen puddle, and he had walked across that puddle, and it was all water. Uh, and at that moment, I knew, okay, I'm, I'm close. Nothing's frozen. Could see where the water had sprayed off onto the snow where he had walked out of it and as soon as i had tailed around that little puddle it was in a little tiny draw really thick and i had come around and i could see his rack and he was facing away from me and at that moment and like we all know that do this it's rare when you get that where they don't know you're there and so my heart is racing and i'm trying to find a spot where i can shoot this deer because it's so thick and all i can see is a head in a rack uh, so it makes a couple of small moves and I figure it's now or never total Kenny move. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause we've heard him say this so many times I drew down to where I figured he probably was <laughs> as a good spot to hit, uh, not being unethical. If I miss this deer, it's gone and it's safe. If I hit it, it's dying. You know I mean? I'm in the boiler and, uh, you don't want to go for the headshot. Yeah, I could, have went for, I could have went for the helmet, <laughs> as my Uncle Mike would say, right? I'm going to take a helmet shot, but uh, no, I, I didn't go for the helmet shot and, uh, and tug the trigger. And as soon as I pulled that trigger, I saw that the antler, everything disappeared. 
and I was like, oh, I dumped it. It's, it's over, you know, and uh, super excited. Started walking up toward it. You know, it's not that far away because I can't see that far and absolutely nothing there. And I'm trying to figure out what just happened. And um, I had a grunt call. We always have a grunt call hanging up someplace close to us because you do have a chance. Yeah. When, when they jump, right, that's always a, a nice little trick in your bag is to give it a quick grunt or if you have a, a can you can roll something like that uh, that might pause them just for the moment that you need them to pause, you know, to see what, what's happening there. Because sometimes they don't see it, right? They just, they hear a noise and they bounce. And if you can give them that, they might give you the opportunity. So I grunted a couple of times. I never touched this deer with the first shot. Not nothing on this deer it bounced i grunted that deer ran directly back to where i was and it open shot pulled the trigger in the middle of that inside of 15 yards for sure because i can't see more than 15 yards and dumped the deer there uh so <laughs> whatever was going on like you said in 2007 you, you reach those moments sometimes or you're, you're blessed to be in the woods at those moments when they are going crazy looking for does and the rut is full on. And when it is full on, they do not have a brain anymore, I swear at times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, they're just running, looking for their girlfriends. And this guy, you know, heard a, a really loud noise, never knew I was there. Uh, heard a really loud noise and probably didn't bounce that far. And when he heard that grunt, he was coming back to take care of business because he thought out. somebody else was in his zone. And, and he came back and, and he met up with me. And the second time, he, <laughs> I, I did get redemption. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of pieces in this story that are, uh, that are, that are striking and, and, and I think are very good lessons, uh, especially for younger hunters. First of all, the fact that you were able to get up on that deer that close in that thick of a brush. Yeah. Uh, so the, the area that Jeff is talking about, we're, we're about a quarter mile off of Lake Superior. And then the bottom part of that, of the area that we're hunting, uh, there's some lowlands, some swampy areas, lots of tag elders and thick brush that's hard to get through, some cedar swamps. Uh, at times, it is all you can do to walk, let alone try and be quiet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're, you're thrashing. Yeah. You're thrashing. You're, <laughs> you're just trying to get to the next spot to start re-hunting. Yeah. Uh, and then it works. Then the, the, the land works its way up a series of ridges that are running east to west. And you start to climb an elevation. And you start to work your way out of that and into... Uh, pine forest and hardwoods uh, and as you continue that climb up in these different ridges and elevation uh, it's almost like going up a roller coaster yeah. just kind of these whoopties that keep going up it gets more and more open um, and it's more and more uh, you know distance that you can see and it's easier to walk and make less noise so back to it that place that you were in to try and move in there yeah. and not make noise is nearly <laughs> impossible. And to get right up behind a, yeah. a buck like that without him catching you uh, is, yeah. is quite a feat in itself. 
Yeah, but you know what? And I think it is, and Frank, like you said, you're, you're thrashing, right? There's moments where you're just like, oh, I've had enough. Like, I, I just can't mentally do this anymore. I just want to get to where I can see. And it's it's every twig that you break, right? So it, it's it's literally moving a bow out of your way and shifting your body around that. Really conscious of where your steps are, especially when you get close. Like I said, when I hit that puddle, really cold day, it's not gonna take long for that to get some freeze on top of it. And it was just all no freeze and seeing those droplets where his hooves had dropped that water onto the snow, you know, and it was just evident. I'm like, I'm really close. And at that point, point right, and so many other things, right? They start to browse. Uh, that's right out of the Benoit books, right? Yep. So watch him start to browse and kind of meander, put her into low one and really start looking because they're probably going to bed down at that moment, you know, and you know, so you just got to really think about your environment and what that deer, try to think about what that deer is doing at that moment, you know, and, and he wasn't hard charging, so I didn't need to be hard charging either. So yeah, it was rare. It's not like that happens all the time, right? I mean, it's just, it, but it was, it was a really cool moment no doubt, to be that close to a mature buck in that environment. Yeah. And I think it's so important to know, right? As you said, in that moment, all those signs point to you gotta you gotta just go as slow as you can, yep. as methodically as you can. Yeah. You know, we heard Dad talk about uh, jumping the eight, and it bounded, and he ran. Yeah. There's like there's a time to run. There's a time to to hard charge, and then there's a time to just absolutely creep through the woods. Yep. Right? Absolutely. And, yep. And. and some of that just comes with experience and being in the woods and yeah and making mistakes and learning from them yeah um, yep. but but it's a big deal to know when to change gears yeah uh, in your hunt and and good bad or indifferent i mean this is right from eric jackovich you know a good friend and hunting partner of us all uh they're completely comfortable when bows are brushing their backs <laughs> You know, that's where they want to be, especially the big mature deer, right? So if you don't go down in that space, a lot of times you don't even know that they exist, yeah. right? They just, it's a, it's a whole different world than hunting ag or something like that, where you have these moments where even like those mature bucks will hit field edges at least, you know, where you get a look. Yeah, these guys just like to have literally boughs on their backs all the time, and then they're comfortable, yeah. you know? And if that's not the situation for them to walk out in an open space, that's rare. Yeah. 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 Some of them spend their whole life. Yeah. Deep in it. Yeah. And never come out. Yeah. Well, like we were talking earlier too, how many times that like around our area, deer just pop up. Yes. You're like, didn't yeah. have him on the camera. Where's he been? Yep. yep. You just came out that one time and. Yep. Five or six months of cameras, right, Frank? Yeah. Oh my gosh. O and older then, mature deer. Yeah. yeah. Older mature deer, and you go, whoa, where did you come from? Yeah. 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 The other thing that that jumps out to me and I think is another good lesson, especially for younger hunters, is the fact that you grabbed your gun, so you shot, missed, the deer jumped. The, the initial reaction there is, I just blew it, it's over. Let me ball up yeah. and go back. <laughs> <laughs> My gun would have been in the snow. I would have been radioing in. Yeah, I didn't hit it. I terrible I suck <laughs> <laughs> so to, to, to have that perseverance to have that you know that desire to to say I'm gonna try everything I can and and do it yeah paid off right I mean 
most people would have just said, well, that's it. That, or taken off running, uh, you know, hoping that you could catch. Because yeah. that's also happened to us before where you've had an encounter with a deer, you've jumped the deer, they take off running, uh, and sometimes you can run after them. Yeah. And then after a few hundred yards, restart the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, and absolutely. If, and if they don't see you, some, you know. Yeah. Well, we have some stories that happen that way too that we'll, we'll come to at <laughs> some point. Uh, but but to have that awareness that I'm gonna I'm gonna hit my grunt too, and he doesn't know what I am. He just knows something happened. Maybe a tree fell. Yeah. Who you know you know yeah. things happen in the woods all the time where they live and exist. Uh, so to hit that grunt too, and to trick him into saying, oh, that noise was another buck, and I'm in the middle of the rut, yeah. and there's nobody else that's coming <laughs> in my space. <laughs> that was great. I mean, it's a great move. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and obviously, we've been there, and, and a lot of our friends have been there. Uh, if there was a playbook... Man, I sure would love to have that playbook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. It just doesn't exist. You're yeah. you're kind of just going. I think seems like an educated guess, and, and you know you're doing the best you can. And more often than not, just it doesn't work out really. But I think that's what makes that game so much fun, right? Is uh, yeah. is that that journey trying to get to them and, and stuff, and it's it's fun playing that game. Yeah, and I think some of these tools that you have in the in the hunting bag, grunt calls. Uh, rolling a can, uh, you know, stopping, running, yeah. all, all that stuff. Yeah. Scent. Scent. Right? Scent. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, none of us a guarantee, mm-hmm. but it's all worth trying because sometimes, yep. even if it's one time yep. that it works, it's yeah. worth it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, I, I look back, I mean, this is, this is you know, from the story we told with, with Dad uh, shooting the two eights, but... You know, the story starts out with me standing on on this bluff edge with a north wind coming at me. Um, and I remember one of the things, you know, snow was gone. There was nothing there. That scent seemed like would be maybe one of the advantages we would have that year, you know. And I remember having a lot of that going on then, you know. So complete speculating, who knows. But, you know, that first big mature buck that came to me, chances are all three of those bucks were sitting together. Yeah. And he came. Yeah. You know, he looked at those two eights and said, no, this is, this is me. <laughs> and uh, he's the one that came my way, you know, and the other two sat and yeah. said, one day, right. I'll, one day I'll be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One so, day little but ones will be able to chase. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who knows? But to your point, yeah, yeah pull them all out of the bag, uh, yeah. give them all a chance and, and you know, and, and, and then you just learn, right? Yeah. Uh, for, for younger hunters out there, I, would, I just can't encourage you enough that you just got to do. You have to do. Yeah. Listen to people, you know, get, get those tips and tricks and all that stuff, but you got to go out there. You, you have to make mistakes and, and learn those lessons. And, and plus, then you get, to, you get to tell the story. Yeah. And in hunting, you're going to yeah. fail more than you're going to be successful. Absolutely. That's just how it is. Yeah. I think sometimes, uh, sometimes the... The big media shows and stuff give us a false sense of it being easy and it always works out, uh, but it's just not. Yeah, it's not reality. No, not for most of us. No. Hey, if you guys take this advice and apply it to your golf game for the Zick, <laughs> phenomenal. Ed and I might have competition this year. That's 
That's a whole other story. But <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> we'll come back uh, post post June in one of our episodes. We'll let everybody out there know exactly how bad we beat them. Yeah, we started two a days a month ago, so yeah. I don't know. We're all ready to go. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but to kind of tag on to the whole, um, you know, using these different tricks in the and things that we have, tools that we have, um, that the next day, uh, and again, this is a little bit of the redemption. Um, the next day, I had um, had my encounter with my daughter, which you heard on a on a different episode, and so went back out I, again. We had seen lots of deer. I had taken a couple of uh, friends of ours out and sat and I had a bunch of small bucks, a bunch of fours and sixes and sevens and stuff running around. And so it was a very fun and exciting year to see so many deer. Um, so I went back out the next day after Jeff was successful and was sitting in my blind. And it was in the middle of the day, which is an unusual time really to see uh, deer in our area. And I had a, I had a doe uh, in heat can and I rolled that a few times and rolled it a few times and I was sitting there and all of a sudden from my right, boom, this buck pops out of nowhere. Uh, again, a buck I had never seen before. I had no pictures on any cameras. We didn't know this deer existed in our area and beautiful 10 pointer uh, popped out below me and made its way across a little bit of a field that I have there. And, you know, it just, it was the easiest. <laughs> it, uh, it turned broadside, stopped, gave me a great shot. So you're sitting in a comfortable blind. You weren't run, rolling, rolling through the junk. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You didn't miss and then have to grunt. Different approaches. Oh. I like this one. Mine's a lot easier. <laughs> well, I, I don't even know if I would agree with the easier, though, because it, it, it takes something to go back, and you do a great job with that, to go back to the same space and feel confident that you're going to shoot a nice deer that day, right? Okay, this is the set. I'm going to shoot a nice deer this day. And 10 days go by. <laughs> and, you, and you do that mental game and you go, no, I'm going to go back to that same spot. Because I know there's nice deer there, you know. And there's something to be said for that, you know, that that moment's coming. You know, because I mean, you've proved it. It works. You've shot tremendous deer uh, where we are. And it's just that consistent, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Eventually they're coming by me, you know. So Yeah, time and time again they come. Yeah, time in the woods is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. it sounds very simple, and it, and in some respects it yeah. is, but but it and it's it's the most relaxing, it's the most um, serene place on the planet for me is to be sitting in the woods. Yeah, uh, you know, and deer hunting, you have to be quiet, you have to be conscious of what's going on, you have to be aware of your surroundings and after a few days of being in the woods deer hunting it's amazing how much more in tune you are to your everything that's yep. around you absolutely and gentlemen this is where you apply these words that george has spoken and apply that to your marriage <laughs> so that we can get out in the woods more and how much more relaxed you are hey this is great honey look at me great advice. that's a great plug great advice. <laughs>
<laughs> but it does. But it does. You know, after after many days, after yeah. five, six, seven days, it, it does get a little bit harder to yeah. to keep going after it. Um, but it. But again, redemption came. It paid yeah. off. Shot this great deer. It ran fifty yards, uh, and I. It's one of the few deer that I actually watched just wobble and fall. Um, and I ran down and was totally stoked, grabbed it. And I heard some noise in the woods, and I'm like, what is that? And I looked up, and I see two people walking towards me. And I'm in the middle of our, our property, private property. And I'm like, where are these people coming from, and who are they? And then I recognized it's one of our hunting buddies, Cliff. And uh, his, his son-in-law was walking in front of him. That's why I didn't recognize him right away. Uh, but they had been walking down the road and crossed the, this deer's track and turned to start following it and then heard my gunshot and then came uh, busting through the woods to see what happened. So it was fun. I got to celebrate with, with Cliff uh, moments. Yeah. After <laughs> after I had shot this deer, yeah. and it turns out it's my second highest scoring uh, deer that I've shot. Oh, it's a dandy ten. Yeah, it's a great yeah, deer. Yeah, great deer. Yeah. Absolutely great deer. Like yeah. a 200, 200 pound deer, great big huge body. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, ended the season ended great. Yeah. Um, we had had success after. Some interesting studs. <laughs> um, lots of deer that year, and and it kind of um, it kind of leads into a little bit too that amount of deer population we had that year to something that that Jeff and I had talked about uh, after actually after the episode we did with our dad with the two eights, um, and Cooper brought it up that the the two buck tag in Michigan and how that works and for those of you that aren't familiar with the system in Michigan uh, the upper peninsula is a zone lower peninsula is broken into two zones there's a little bit of different uh, regulations in those zones so for the upper peninsula uh, that's split in half north to south and in the northern half of the upper peninsula you have a choice you can either buy a single tag for deer hunting and with that tag you can shoot any buck that has a three inch antler or bigger and that tag works for all all of the different seasons you can use it in archery you can use it in rifle you can use it in muzzle loader that's up to you but that's the one tag you have for a year other states have different tags for different seasons in michigan it's it's a one tag use it in whatever season you choose the other option that you have is to buy the combination or the combo tag. Um, that gives you the opportunity to hunt for two bucks, but the first one has to be three or more points on one side, and then the bonus one has to be four or more points on one side. So it was a, a system that the state went to, I don't know, maybe 10 or so years ago, something yeah. like that, uh, in an attempt to try and get more deer to that older age class. I think there's a big push, uh, you know, in the, in the deer hunting world to, to work towards older age bucks. Uh, we've certainly done that for a long time. From the time we, we first started hunting at the camp, <clears throat> our 
personal camp rule has been eight or better. Um, that's, that's the deal. That's what you're supposed to be hunting for. So, so they put these, uh, these rules into place kind of along the same, the same kind of thought process. So the, the, that year, uh, so many deer and it was followed up by a really, really bad winter and lots of deer, little predators, super bad winter. Um, our <clears throat> many sportsmen's clubs in the area do everything they can to try and feed deer in the winter to help them get through without that effort. There's literally no deer in our area. It'd be rough. Yeah, it would be. It would be hard, hard, hard. So, unfortunately, there just wasn't enough feed. And I remember stories of, uh, you know, hearing this, this gentleman who has a house near the, the winter yarding area <clears throat> literally picked up a small doe and had it pass in his arms because it starved to death. And it brought on a whole conversation at the time about you know, where, where's the sustainable population at? How many deer can our area sustain with these harsh environments that they mm -hmm. live in? And we go back and forth and we talk about it, you know, should you have one tag only? Should you be able to take two? Um, where's the line that makes sense? Where's yeah. the line that works? Um, yeah, because I mean, the reality is we're an island, yeah. you know, yep. peninsula, man-made island. You're isolated. It's yep. in retro. I mean, when you think about it, it's not very big. Yep. And then, uh, you know, like like this year, we talked about. You know, you shoot a deer, you got to register it online. I think that's going to help give you some absolutely better data points for the yep. conservation of it. You know, and absolutely well. Yeah, and the, and you know what, the Michigan DNR does the best job that they can. I, I really believe that. Um, you know, I mean, they're a lot more educated than we are about it. Um, our opinions on, on some of the things like you, like you had talked about, there's moments when you would hope that they would look at a Houghton, Keebanaw, Onondaga County and, and say, all right, there's just really no deer there. Do, do we really need to be shooting two deer? You know, um, it'd be nice to see them break that back to one, you know, let's just have one deer or, or however they can do it. But the one thing like you and I had talked about, there's got to be a moment for us as sportsmen where you just step up and you go, okay, this is the right thing to do. Uh, no matter what is the regulation out there, you know. So we would only ask that, you know, people think about that before they start criticizing our uh, BNR or whoever else it might be. You know, there's a there's a lot of variables that they're dealing with too. So, you know, if you, if you feel like maybe it's one deer, you know, and, and we could probably practice this better for ourselves, you know, into the future, you know, when we see that moment, just go, you know, hey, let's be realistic. Like, how much do you really need? Um, and, and, you know, make sure that we have a herd for, for the future. So yeah. know, I, think, I think there's got to be some of that. Totally, totally agree. I think that, you know, ultimately we all have some responsibility there to make good decisions. And I think that, I think we've tried to, I think the one thing that is nice about the, the, the two tag system, um, and I think the way that we try and use it is that you can go hunting, um, I, love bow hunting I, and if I had to mm -hmm. pick one one uh, you know time to go hunting it would be bow season um, but if you if you're lucky enough to take a deer early in the season um, 
that it takes away the ability to, you know, yeah. and you can go sit in the woods and take some pictures and stuff, I guess, which is something we've all done too. But, but it's nice to have that option yep. to, to go out and to just hunt for that giant, yep. you know, and, uh, I have a couple, couple stories that we'll get to along, along the, the journey here of some really nice deer that I had come in over the years after I'd taken a deer yeah. that I chose not to, mm-hmm. that I got some really great video. And I, one in particular that I learned a ton about, about bucks and their tending does and how that, how that shakes down um, by watching that. So, yeah. you know, the other side of that a little bit is if you can stay out and you can keep hunting and you can, you know, have, you can, you're still going for that one giant, that old yeah. buck of a lifetime kind of thing. Uh, you get to still enjoy everything else that's going on yep. uh, in the woods. So, yeah, which is, which is super fun too. Yeah. There's something about that, yeah. you know, and I think uh, I've been getting better about that. <laughs> uh, you, you've done it. There's something about when when you when you reach that moment, you've decided I'm not going to shoot that deer. That's a really nice deer. I'm not going to shoot it, and it's it's so fun to yeah. sit there and then just enjoy them, you know. And yeah. and I don't know why they become at that moment they seem like they give you a million presentations. <laughs> right? You're like, okay, but when you want to shoot them, there's like never the presentation. But uh, it, there's something to be said for that, and and totally would encourage people to. To really think about that because it, it, it's fun to watch them, you know. Frank, you had that happen this year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this year it was late, you know, not going to lie, it was itching for <laughs> one, but also the camp and what we do, that's just, yeah. that's just, it's higher for whatever, you know, I'm not going to let my selfishness go in, but it was, it was a blast. It was a blast watching come in a new spot, you know, on the property, super fortunate to have and, you know, work on and be a part of it and, Watching him come in the valley, and all you see is a rack bounding in the valley, and then looking at him, be like, nope, and then putting the gun down, putting the binoculars up, and watching him, and watching him tend to doe. Doe runs off a little bit. She comes back. She goes back up the valley. He comes back, yeah. and then he stays about that fifty yards away, hangs out with her. It was, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. And I think to your point, like you, you start to learn about deer. Yeah. You you watch that go down like that a little bit, and then you find yourself out hunting, like walking after him, and you see that, like you see, okay, there's you can see the doe, you can see the 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 buck tracks come to the doe and then filter off, and then you know what's happening in front of you, and you can start playing the game. That that buck's doing these circles around her, you know, and and you just stay with her, and he's coming. Now all of a sudden you're you're really hunting a doe. You know, yeah. yeah, and you know, I remember Bill Layton, and uh, you know, God yeah. bless his soul. You know, I mean, he was a, probably one of the best hunters we've ever known. You know, and that's all he did was walk, and that was his one piece of advice: stop hunting the box, just hunt the does. And he shot some really nice deer. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of really nice deer on the on the Fire Steel River. Yeah, yeah. 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 huge, huge country, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Billy had lots of success there. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, you don't have the island to give you boundaries. Yeah. You're out there. You're yeah. rolling, <laughs> rolling in the hills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so great, 
great. It was a great season. The redemption part was great. And speaking of that, um, the redemption bourbon, I I like it. It's got a little little bit of sweetness to it. I would say. Yeah. D- d- dare I say it bites in the beginning and sweetens at the end? Yeah. Dare I say it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot like a miss and then a take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bite in the beginning. Appropriate. Oh, that kind of sweetens the end. Appropriate. <laughs> uh, appropriately named. Yeah. Uh, it redeems itself. Yeah, and it, we had it neat tonight, so there's no influences, no ice melting in it. Um, yeah, very good. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's great. Yeah, it really is. I would recommend for yeah. sure. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, and I would say that it is a. In that bourbon, in the bourbon spectrum, I would say it is a little bit sweet. Not, yeah, not crazily, not yeah, like so, so much that I wouldn't want to drink it. But uh, just as you're, you know, if you're looking on the shelf, and there's so many options today to look at, um, I would say it's a little right of sweet. Yeah, but yeah, be but very yeah, good. yeah, like, like the finish of it, you know. After dinner, a yeah. little, little dessert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, it's a good point. It's a yeah. great. It'd be, it's a great dessert drink. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for for uh, chatting again. And that's going to wrap up another edition of Bucks and Booze. Awesome. We'll see you again soon.